it's the holiday season, and if you feel like spreading some holiday cheer, please head over to patreon.com slash witchpolice. And for as little as a dollar a month, you can help support the show. The show is always going to be free. We're never going to charge uh, for people to listen. But any amount of donation, even if it's a dollar a month, uh, is a big help for the podcast. It helps with um, equipment upgrades, helps with paying for web hosting, for paying for the gas that it costs me to drive from house to house to house to apartment to jam space to back of a truck to wherever to do these interviews, and a lot of little incidentals like that. So anything you feel like donating would be fantastic. Uh, Of course, it's completely voluntary. The show will always be free. But one perk of being a patron is that you occasionally get some extra bonus content. Now, this isn't something I've done much of in the last year, just because I've been so busy with putting out two episodes a week. But it's something I'm intending to ramp up starting in 2019. So if you're a patron on the show, uh, you receive some bonus content, including some additional episodes that won't be heard by the regular listening audience. So if you sign up right now as a patron, over the holidays I'm going to be releasing an episode that isn't coming out. It was something that was recorded earlier this year, and for various reasons, which I'll get into on the show, it it never happened. So if you want to hear that episode, hear what band it is, find out why it happened, and just listen to what is otherwise really good uh, interview, you can do that by becoming a patron on the show. If you don't want to, totally fine, you'll still get two episodes a week in perpetuity. Thanks again for listening, and appreciate all your support. This episode of the podcast is my conversation with two members of local meat and potatoes rock band, Boss Logan. We talk about their recently released album, Loves Lived Lessons Learned. We talk about Ron Duguay and his beautiful chest hair. We talk about being an older band in a world of young bands, and a lot more. This episode is also brought to you by our friends at the Park Theatre. To find out what great shows they have coming up, please visit myparktheater.com. You're listening to Garbage Hill, one of the first podcast network. Radio. I'm Sam. I'm um, in a very interesting place today. It's nice, uh, nice ambiance with the Christmas lights and, yeah. uh, and a fan, which oh, none of you can see because it's audio. But uh, <laughs> it's nice to paint a picture. There's lots of cool posters. Is that Ron Duguay? Uh, it is the one and only Ron Duguay. I believe every practice spot should have a photo of a shirtless Ron Duguay. Well, I have to say, I've been doing this show for six years now, and this is the first time I've seen a shirtless Ron Duguay in a practice spot. So, yeah, well, <laughs> <laughs> it's, I'm impressed that you've recognized him. A lot of people are not quite sure, and they just get stuck on who is number ten, right? Without really paying attention well, to the the colors are all make it obvious, right? Like, uh, well, sort of. It could be the Jets, know, I guess. Nowadays, maybe, yeah. I mean, you know, the fans of our music are not necessarily our age. Sure, sure. So uh, they have no appreciation for a good perm haircut. Right, <laughs> right. Okay. I'm okay. sorry, I can't get past the chest hair. I stare at it every practice. <laughs> Andrew's uh, quotation name in the middle is Treasure Trail. That's okay. Right. So. Okay. <laughs> so, the voices that we're hearing right now talking about the beautiful chest hair and Ron Duguay mm-hmm, yeah. are members of the band Boss Logan. And I think the best way to get started here is if you both want to introduce yourselves, what you do in the band, and then listeners can put a name to the voice. Andrew. Uh, my name's Andrew. I'm the bass player and social media expert. 
My name is Boss Logan. Okay, so you're the, you're the name, band's namesake? Or, or is it one of these, uh, like, is it a Bon Jovi situation where the name, the band is also your name? Or are you Boss Logan with a backing band? To be honest with you, it was a wonderful coincidence okay. that the band Boss Logan was looking for a front man. Right, and you happen to be Boss Logan. happened to be named Boss Logan. Sure, sure, okay, okay. <laughs> and, <laughs> who would have who thought? Yeah, okay, it's, it's, it's like Lou Gehrig's disease, yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> What do you mean by that? You get it once? <laughs> <laughs> well, Lou Gehrig, you know, who, how could he even know? Yeah, anyway, the joke is... Yeah. Yes, no, I... Yeah. <laughs> so, as, as Boss Logan, what is your role in the band? You're the front man. What else do you play? Uh, I'm the creative genius, okay. pretty much. Okay. Um, and I tell people what a song should sound like. Okay. The rest of the talent in the band uh, knows how to massage that sure. um, to come across as talented because okay. they've heard me play. Okay. So uh, they know that this might be a good idea. Let's uh, let's see if we can see what his vision is and see if we can do that without actually letting him do too much. Right. Okay. Okay. So you just come in and they've already got your vision ready to go. Yeah, I'm the just... idea. I'm the idea man. Sure. Really. sure. And okay. then when the, they are the completed idea people, okay. I think is how it works. Sure. Sure. Is that? that do, do you like that uh, description? That sounds correct. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he generally shows up immediately on time he's relatively close to being on time and okay. so you know when he walks in he knows exactly <laughs> where to start right on and who are we missing how many other members of the band are there there are 14 four. Four. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> somewhere between there? 4 and 14 right, right somewhere in that zone yeah. yeah I think we had 7 at the show yeah I saw some photos it looked like you had a pretty mm-hmm. big uh, big lineup there uh, we did we um, uh, six of them of were absent <laughs> <laughs> uh, a lot uh, we initially had two guitars um, okay bass, drums, and um, creamy sweet background, Partridge Family, Phantom of the Paradise vocals. <laughs> We've kept all of that except sometimes we uh, go down to one guitar, okay. um, and uh, we let uh, Brian, who plays saxophone, also play guitar once Oh, cool. Okay. Uh, for the show, we um, had another fella named Sean Borton who played on the record, and we really wanted him to play with us and uh, just made everything a bit more cohesive. Cool. And the show you're referring to is your album release party that just happened. Yes, um, sir. Yes, mm-hmm. it was on Friday, the uh, 30th of November. That's correct. It was a smashing day because it has turned out to be young Andy Floyd. Well, we call him Floyd. Okay. Yeah. Young Floyd's future anniversary. See, he got married that night in the middle of the show. That's true. Uh, and to another person. Uh-huh. Right. Which no, is no, excellent. That's the lovely Danielle. Yes. How, how did that? Uh, how did that go? Well, uh, it went very well. She actually suggested it when we were driving around one day, and I drove through a red light. <laughs> and she got very upset and asked me why I drove through a red light. And I said, "You just asked me to get married at our album release party. Are you crazy?" Uh, and it was about two weeks before the show, so I had to talk to the boss to make sure he was cool with it. And then I asked him to get the paperwork so uh, he could legally do the marrying. Okay. I think the whole process. It was exciting! I got a chance to perform this yeah. actual ceremony. So, yeah. are you able to do it for anyone now? Like, can you just go no, around? No, just and start the one. A... Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's. It wasn't a permanent gig. Yeah. It. yeah, it's for the best. <laughs> He's just doing the one. Uh, it took about um, fifteen, maybe ten to fifteen minutes. Uh, we were. It was about the sixth song in. Okay. We stopped the show. He did a bit of an introduction. Uh, we surprised everyone. Uh, none of the families knew. So she walked down the aisle, we did it pretty quick, and then got right back to playing afterwards. Cool. Yeah. Did you have to make sure that everyone who needed to be there was there? Like, did you have to trick them into coming or yeah. convince them that the band was maybe more more something they should see than you otherwise would have? Well, some of my family has been really um, 
good about coming out to shows. Uh, so a lot of them were coming anyway, and I sold it really hard without telling them what was going on. I kept right. telling them there's you know prizes, there's a big surprise, there's all this other stuff happening. The only person that was difficult to get out was my sister uh, because she's got two kids that is pregnant. Right. Uh, it ended up happening where she found out by accident because the person who was keeping uh, care of her kids accidentally told her. Right. But... Uh, I think that was the reason she ended up coming out anyway. So she ended up leaving almost right after that because she's again pregnant. Sure, yeah. But it was yeah. happy to I was I was thrilled to have her out. Several things happen at a boss Logan show. Okay. Um, people fall in love, people get married, and people get pregnant. That's true. <laughs> That's true. You, I don't you know you know, come to think of it, she was at our Christmas show last year. Well, there you go. So the timing yeah. could work out. It could work out. That's the sort of data we throw around here. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, this yeah. happened, therefore, <laughs> it huh. must be true. Yeah. It works. I like the math. Yeah. It's <laughs> pretty good. So, I mean, you just released the CD. How long has the band actually been together as a unit? How long have you been Boss Logan or Boss Logan Band or whatever you want to call it? I would say roughly a year and a half, between a year and a half and two years. Okay. Um, I had formed a band along with uh, the sax player, Brian McClare, um, a couple of years ago, and then we went through what usually happens. Yeah. Jimmy quit. Joey got married. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, uh, and then one day I had the good fortune of um, looking over the fence to see my neighbor, and uh, he mentioned that he could play bass. We needed a bass player. Okay. So... Um, I tried for another month to find a bunch of other people and couldn't. So then I approached him. I'm kidding. I, of course, invited him right away to come. <laughs> and, and he did, and uh, he's been magic ever since. Um, and uh, what we discovered is that we, we all truly love practicing together, let alone playing. Sure. So, um, well, that helps, right? <laughs> it, it helps when you are trying to reinvent middle-age rock and roll, which we are doing quite successfully. Okay. And, uh, uh, we enjoy doing what we're doing. We like hanging out together, and, and uh, that translates on stage. It's nothing phony. There's right, a, right. It's a, a genuine, real and genuine experience, and we have a lot of fun doing it. Do you consider the style of music you play to be middle-aged rock and roll? Is that how you define it? Or it, It's a tough question because it's nothing that's uh, new or avant-garde or right. anything like that. I mean, it's Phantom of the Paradise meets Neil Diamond in a cage match, <laughs> and uh, Winner comes out on top. Mm-hmm. Um, ACDC has uh, recorded the same record you know, yeah, well, yeah, 42 yeah. different times. Sure. Um, we're not, we're not uh, expecting to do anything new aside of create new rock songs. We like rock and roll, okay. and we do it very well. Um, there's a bit of Rolling Stones influence in there, two guitar rock, a Les Paul, and a, and a Telecaster. Sure. Um, so uh, a, a groovy sound that's um, uh, not too rootsy, not too punky. Sort of, uh, it's just stuff that we like playing, and it really boils down to meat and potatoes, rock and roll. Sure. I, I actually also noticed our fans are sort of somewhere between. Eight and eighty, and eighty right. being that I know my grandmother has <laughs> been to shows and doesn't run away screaming. Right, that's good. And yeah. eight-year-olds, my eight-year-old nephew uh, doesn't think we suck, so that's <laughs> a good thing, right? Yeah, it's a very interesting age range when you walk around in our at our show. I, I find it very different than what you would normally see in a middle-aged rock band. There's a lot of varying ages. 
yeah, one of the yeah. lines in Get Busy Living is people over 30 tend to suck. And the reason that line came out was a friend, of, a good friend of mine, um, the adult male champion, that's his real name, uh, <laughs> wrote it. And uh, uh, it was to lament the fact that, you know, once you hit a certain age, everybody seems to stop being fun. Sure, and yeah. No. This band wants to continue being fun. And uh, I think the people that are older than us appreciate that because they get to have fun and right. I think the people that are younger than us are very open to it because they think it's cool um that, these ones uh, don't suck yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and, yeah and that uh basically our dads can be can be rock stars sure and, mm. and i think they really like it but ultimately it comes down to the music and uh we're you know our for our this is our first record mm-hmm. six songs i uh i, I have always gotten tired of you you always get tired of listening to your own stuff or uh you know if you're if if you're another type of performer um you get tired of watching your own stuff and you get to be hypercritical of it but i uh, still love listening to this record so uh if i like it i like playing it i think that speaks to the rest of the band would tend to agree with that Early in the morning at the break of dawn Sun's coming up, nothing could go wrong Birdsong signaling a shiny brand new day What were they trying to say? What about Trevor? The fire that burned in his belly It was hard to control with his head full of jelly That shook all the more when he told it to spill a sword is a sword, a pen's just a quill. The descent came rapid in an attempt to comprehend a nation that no longer wanted him to defend it. One day he decided it was all in his hands. There was simply a grand of his plans to withstand. He thanked God of the Bible, put the pistol in. Spoke of misdeeds with misleads. They planted a forest for millions of. 
stock and the neighbors grew restless and marched down the block. They gathered to take back the things that were theirs. Refused to be shaken. I guess the reason I was asking about the genre is um, I think before when I first heard about you guys, I think you started following me on some kind of social media and Instagram. I said, oh, what's yeah. this? Yeah. yeah. And I, I, without listening yet, I got the impression based on, I guess, the imagery that maybe this is a country thing. Mm-hmm. You got the cowboy hat and the logo, mm-hmm. uh, some of the photos on stage, uh, especially the boss here. You seem to be very much in the sort of country appearance. But then listening to it, yeah, Meat and Potatoes Rock is definitely what I get from it the, sonically. The look came from. Uh, a fortunate opportunity I had. I, I am a, an actor mm-hmm. in film and television, and I had the opportunity to play a character called Sheriff Logan okay. in a TV series called The Pinkertons. And um, it was just such a fun character to play. And we were just banding, banding around ideas. Um, we were initially called Supergroup because okay. I thought that was funny. <laughs> it's kind of funny. It <laughs> out some young CBC searchlight band was called The Supergroup. And oh, then, yeah. then I thought it was lame, because who would put a dub in front of Supergroup? <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. But kids today. Yeah, yeah. Can't um, trust them. So we just decided to run with that. We thought the name was pretty cool, and uh, we liked the aesthetic of mm-hmm. this, uh, you know, like I said, middle-aged rock and roll. Well, um, there are times where I feel a thousand years old, and uh, and when I'm on stage, I don't. I sure. I feel uh, very young and very... Uh, very alive okay um and so that's kind of the idea that we're playing with and um and especially this whole idea that uh uh it's a reinvention it's 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 not a new genre of sure music, yeah, and yeah it's not even a new crossover of music this is what it is and we do it well and if you want to come and have a great time listening to music and feel fantastic we are the band to see sounds good i think that imagery also can trick you into thinking again that we are a country band. Yeah, that but, was the first impression I got for sure. But uh, I think it's sort of actually to me it it makes people more excited because it it bucks that genre where you think you're seeing something but then something else is coming at you. Yeah. Our uh, Let's Walk Down video looks very country uh, until everything starts playing and then you get a sense of what we really are sure. and it sort of punches that convention which I think is really cool. Yeah, that is cool. Do you feel like there's, uh, I mean, are there country elements that, that seep into it, or is it really just the imagery with the, the character? No, there certainly are, are elements in the music. I mean, the, the I like country music, mm-hmm. I also like punk rock. The two genres are very, very similar, if you break they them are, down. They are, yeah, absolutely. Um, so, uh, part of the whole thing is, that, again, it's a reinvention of stuff. It's, it's not like we're creating anything new, except... Um, we're taking all these bits and pieces and doing something interesting with it. 
Um, one of our songs, Trevor, is a, a politically motivated song. It's not really, I wouldn't say it's country. Would you, Andy? No, but it's the closest thing we have to country. Okay, fair enough. I would have it to a, a cross between um, Circus Stomp and Dr. Seuss with okay. a political bent. <laughs> right, right. Um, so uh, so stuff like that we want to play with, and that's where the crea- creativity comes in. Sure. And, uh and that's what we're going to look to continue with. Um, of course, we will occasionally cover the late, great John Denver or um, uh, music stars of his, his ilk. Yeah. Which, yeah, that fits into the, the country thing. mouse yeah. back there? I don't know, maybe. No. No, all right. It would be exciting if there was. I mean, not that anyone would see it, but... Uh... Should we start making mouse noises? No. Uh... Well, there may be a mouse here, but... Yeah, well, <laughs> it's warm in here. It pretty maybe. much sounds like... Yeah, oh well. It's all right. It's not going to find anything except that skill saw. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I got a shot glass. We could put the shot glass over top of it if I can get it. (laughs) The rest of this podcast is going to be a bunch of bumping noises. You've never seen a mouse. I have. (laughs) Maybe not that big.
where do you think you fit in within the local music scene? I mean, like you said before, it's kind of the, the middle-aged middle guys showing they're, they're still cool, that they still have the, the kind of energy to, to do this kind of music. I'm going to let you answer that. Do you think that there's a, you know, because there's so many, there's so many bands in Winnipeg, first of all, yeah. which is great. And there's so many sub-scenes of sub-scenes and some bands that play together all the time, other bands that will go off and play with whoever. Like, do you think that you fit in somewhere? Are there... I think it's it's hard to sort of pinpoint us where we are. We haven't played a hundred shows yet so that right. we're getting this following in the city like you would expect any other band to. So it's kind of hard to pinpoint us into a place where we could say, you know, we're with this group or this group sure, or this group. Sure, sure. While we do have some friends that are in bands... Um, I think we're kind of setting ourselves into a course where um, people who have, you know, were at the pyramid in the 90s or, you know, early 2000s would really identify with what we're playing. Okay. I think that's sort of where we're going right now. It's 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 like classic rock, but not at the, at the same time it isn't. Like yeah. you said, we're reinventing uh, ourselves into that genre. And so I think it's, it's for a 40-something crowd. Which you don't see much of now. No, there's, you don't. No, no. There's so many bands that cover so much um, age range in in crowd, and I think we cater to that sort of, you know, late 30s to mid 50s crowd that doesn't come out to a lot of shows around the city. I think we fit in everywhere and nowhere at the same time. Okay. Um, I like that answer better. Can we edit that mine out? Don't use yours. <laughs> don't even go out to shows by comparison. How sure, they used to. No, it's very different. You yeah. know, uh, the style of delivery, how people consume music, is much different. It's completely That's different. That's true. Um, yeah. So, uh, what we are is Winnipeg's best kept secret surprise. Okay, mm. and we kind of like that. Uh, so uh, we would put ourselves on the bill with anybody yeah. for the fun experience. And one of my favorite situations is being in front of what could otherwise be looked at as a hostile environment. Sure, yeah. And, yeah. and being forced to win over a crowd. Um, and I, I think we would do that anywhere. So um, we're, we're a little bit uh, behind in that regard where we're not actively out trying to drum up support and yeah. Yeah. This, yeah. this and that. We're not touring nine months out of the year because yeah. we all have jobs. We have a certain style of living that we enjoy. Yeah, you have real life getting in the way. And yeah. yet, um, when we hit the stage, we are not your average garage band. I mean, we're having a, a, an interview in, this, in our garage practice space. But when we play, we yeah. play like seasoned veterans because we are. Right, um, and I think that's surprising to a lot of people. I think at first it's like, "Oh, this is kind of funny, this is kind of," and then we hit them. Yeah, yeah. And then we've got them, and then we'll smoke them. Right. You should always smoke them if you got them. You, got yeah. them. <laughs> you so, know, the first time I really felt that what you were just talking about was when we played the Moose and Fiddle Festival last summer. Where? Where is it, that? Uh, that's just outside of Kenora. That's um, where is that exactly? It's in Caliper Lake, Caliper Ontario, Lake. Okay. Okay. Um, and that's how the band started, because I went there with my wife and kids, and we, we saw the Dead South play, a okay. wonderful band yeah, good band, yeah. China. And, I, and, and it was such an intimate setting, it was like the folk festival, except for 500 people. Mm -hmm. Cool. Um, kids could swim and play, and, and people could drink beer in the beer gardens, and everything. It was just such a cool vibe with no pretentiousness. Yeah, yeah. And we really loved that. And then I looked at Nicole and I said, I'm going to start a band and play this next year. And of course, I got the eye roll that I get a million times <laughs> when I say I'm going to do something. And then she comes around when I do it. And yeah, she yeah. goes, okay, 
It actually happened? Yeah. All right. You were right, and I still hate you for it. <laughs> so we went um, on yeah. after William Prince. Oh, wow. And then before, I'm not sure I remember. guy has an incredible voice. Absolutely. Yeah. But uh, before what was, the Foo Foo Shishi Choir. Right. Who okay. were, a bunch of local actors yeah, yeah. who were super entertaining and fun. And if you look at where we are compared to, like musically, compared to William Prince, who's a solo acoustic, yeah. and the Foo Foo Shishi, which is just like 11 women doing... Various acoustic things. Yeah. I saw that as an opportunity of, this is my first opportunity as a musician and in this band to really blow them away. And, and I think we got that after one or two songs. The first song went great, but I think everyone started dancing when they realized what we were into. And, yeah, yeah. And I think we kind of surprised everyone that was there. And the party really started when we were starting to play. It was cool. Yeah. I make no bones about it. We knocked them dead. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and I'd be the first to say if we didn't, I'm very hard on myself. I'm as, as Floyd will attest to, I'm very hard within the band as well. Sure. We, we, uh, we look at this as, as play, but it's work. We, yeah, we yeah. put the time in to make the songs good and to, and to put on a show that is memorable. Sure. And I think we, that was our first opportunity to really deliver that. Mm-hmm. And the pressure was on because uh, it could have just been a one-off. Right. Um, but instead, uh, immediately, in fact, even with all the musicians that were, that were there that weekend, we were legitimate as if they thought we'd been playing for a long, long time. Cool. So I take pride in that. Yeah, that's great. That's, yeah. Do you think that the festival, um, because there's so many festivals uh, all over the province now, every weekend in the summer there's a new one. Yeah. Do you think that's like a good crowd for you because of the sort of, uh, I guess, malleability of what you do? It's, it's not necessarily, uh, you know, hard rock, but it's not necessarily classic rock or it has maybe people get the country vibe from you. Like, does that, would you, do you think you're suited to a festival audience? I certainly do. I it's thrilling to me. I mean, I love the, the record release party, but we, we, we knew there was a, 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 we knew it was a, a, how do you say a a very friendly crowd. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, and still, you still had to make sure you were delivering the goods. There's something really exciting to me. Um, it's almost like going into enemy territory. Sure. And, um, and just being accountable to what you're doing and supporting each other because you're the team and then, and winning, winning a crowd over. And for me, I don't know how Floyd feels, but for me, the bigger the crowd, the better. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I think that's when you just step up if you if you can. Yeah, and, and you deliver your best. Well, and if you can turn them around to, onto mm-hmm. your side too, that's that's yep. yeah, yeah. And at the worst, you're going to play your set. And you're going to play the music that you like playing and you sure. like hearing. And as long as you're playing it well, which we would do, yep, yeah. Um, then there's no regrets. It's still a win, right? Because you still got out there and to do it. And maybe there's one person out of the small audience, if it doesn't turn exactly. out that great, who loves it and then goes to the next show and tells their friends and then that's, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah, and, and to be honest, this is the first band where I've actually really been able to find myself as a musician. Okay. Like I remember the first show that I played with these guys at Nicolino's, I had never been more nervous in my life, but now after playing uh, Moose and Fiddle and our album release, which were a couple hundred good people 500 at the moose and Fiddle, yeah, and huge, yeah. i think we pretty much packed the pyramid last week although it was a lot of friends and family there were a heck of a lot of people there that i had no idea who they were that's awesome um and i had more fun last week uh maybe it's again because i got married in the middle but that helps yeah <laughs> but I, i'm not very animated most of the time on stage unless i'm staring at the boss here and he's kind of making me do something right <laughs> um but after 
I like taking people out of their comfort zone. Is it yeah. like James Brown style where you're finding them for hitting missed notes or? Uh, no, I, no, I no, think it's more I, us doing not it. Quite that lovely. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, that's not a bad idea. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I've ever jumped or danced around and, or had more fun. Yeah, and I think for me that was a big crowd because of, it was a lot of our friends and family, and in our own way, we had to prove ourselves to them who hadn't heard us before. Yeah, for you sure. Yeah. everyone thinks. Especially friends and family, when it comes to music, they think, oh, it's just a pastime. They don't do it all the time. Sure, you know, they have some songs on Spotify or they, they released an album, but it can't be that serious. They're just a bunch of, um, you know, 40 plus yeah, people. Yeah. You know, I, I'm saying I'm not middle aged, I'm not 40 yet. <laughs> but uh, I think we, even in situations. I would argue you've been 40 for 10 years. Maybe. <laughs> I've been cutting out those white hairs in my beard for a while. Uh, I think situations, like he said, in front of a, a bunch of strangers or even in front of a bunch of friends, you always have something to prove. Yeah. It's, it's for us to sort of kick the door down and, and show them what we really are. Well, it's almost more sometimes when you're playing in front of friends and family, especially yeah. they haven't seen you before. Mm-hmm. It, just because they have this idea, like you're saying, they have an idea in your, their head about what it is and how serious it is. And then when you actually have to do it, it's kind of... There's almost yeah. more responsibility yeah. because yeah. Um, they're, they're coming just to support you. You don't want them to leave having just come to support you. Yeah, you want them to have enjoyed. You want them yeah. to leave with like, oh, this is this is something. When's the next and, show? <laughs> and it's it's almost like, it's funny, hey, Floyd. Like to me, it's almost a, an insult slash compliment. Yeah. When somebody goes, hey, that record is good. Mm-hmm. You're know, like, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah what did you expect? Yeah. yeah. Thought you should have it. Yeah. <laughs> now pay me for it, please. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, and this might harken back to the the very first band that I was in. We played a show at the old Corner Boys, and uh, one of the guys who rented the house that we were rehearsing in came to the door, and it was five bucks. And his comment was, five bucks. I'll give you twenty five to get these guys out of my basement." Right, right. <laughs> and uh, so since then, we, you know, for me, it, it's a, a bit, it's almost scarier than taking over that that. Uh, unknowing crowd where you have a responsibility to these people that are coming to help you out and I don't ever want to feel like you've left a show thinking that you haven't got your money's worth. Sure, yeah. Especially because in this situation we were charging 15 bucks. Um, which cheap. Be, yeah, which to <laughs> us is like, hey, it's cheap. You're getting the, the digital download of the album at the door. Yeah. Um, what more could you want? You know, and, and you're getting three great bands uh, cheering for the bad guy were there band, and... Yeah. Uh, uh, you and what oh, army? They were so fun. Yeah, you they're, and what army closed for us, and they were also fantastic. Like they're they're good friends of ours now after a couple of times playing with yeah. them. But it's it's fifteen bucks to a lot of people. Seeing a show downtown at the Pyramid is yeah. is hard on a on a November thirtieth night to get people to come out to, and the fact that so many people came out to support us and then got blown away is fantastic. Yeah, it's good. I don't get a chance to dance very often, but I would dance till the cows come home when you and what army plays. I think you did that night. Well, that's because (laughs) they play for 14 hours. That's true. (laughs) Yeah. And it's all great stuff. They got a young kid on lead guitar who is just uh, smashing and uh, Donnie Reed is is on vocals has just an amazing set of pipes. Cool. Um, and, and, you know, they, uh, they did that show for us essentially for free. They, uh, I came to them and I said, we want to have a, uh, a cover band that we can enjoy yeah. after we've played. Cause a lot of times you finish playing and you don't, 
you, you don't get a chance to mingle or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, you're just packing your gear up and, and yeah. Uh, initially, they, they didn't really, uh, they were worried that because this young guitar player uh, is having an old guy surgery, he had a, sur- a hernia surgery or something. Did he really? A couple sucks, of weeks yeah. prior and decided not, we're, they decided we're going to do the show and we're going to help you guys out. And, and it's a tough spot to be in to come and, yeah. and play to the end of the, of the evening. Uh, but these guys um, are just quality professionals, and, and uh, it was just great to have them on board with that and cheering for the bad guy. Um, the guys have LPs. God, yeah, yeah. it's a good it's, record too. It, yeah, it's it a really good is. record, yeah. and it's uh, you know we were we were trying to plan out this wedding thing, and all of a sudden we're hearing this crazy claw. Not how how would I describe it? Uh, anvil smacking. <laughs> Uh, version of was it wasn't Taylor Swift? No, it was, was it? straight up by Paul Abdul. Paul Abdul, <laughs> yeah. for Christ's sake! So uh, they're singing, and we had we just stopped and we looked at each other. And we're like, that's Paul Abdul. That's, that's kind of, this is yeah, fantastic. Great band. So we are going to do uh, more shows with both these bands, and we're going to love doing it. When my head is getting weary, my eyes are getting bleary. And I begin to lose my fears And I have to make a call And I hear your breath anticipating All the hopes and dreams that keep on waiting And I get the sense How frustrating it is to be alone Now I'm pushing all these buttons On a silent telephone This may just be illusion I might be void of constitution I can't find a resolution
like to think that we're both in it through all the miles and all the minutes, but I just don't see a way to spin it. There's something more than love as one. You mentioned a few minutes ago about uh, you know people got the download at the door. Yep. Um, this is something I always like to ask, depending on who I'm talking to, because um, you know doing the show, I interview people who are 18 or people who are 70, like and everywhere in between, right? Mm-hmm. And depending on the band, depending on the person, kind of the way people consume music is completely different from person to person. Like I'm, yep. you know, I'm not 40 yet. I'm not too far off, but I pretty you much you do did. look great. Thank you. <laughs> I pretty it's much. The, it's that full beard that he's got. I, I pretty much entirely listen to physical music, though. Like I mean, right. I listen to tapes, CDs, and records, and I've never stopped listening to that. I don't know how to use Spotify. Mm-hmm. I get digital downloads sometimes. People give them to me, and I just they don't end up getting listened to because they're not on a physical thing. Right. And I mean, I, I know that that's unusual for people in their thirties at this point. Everyone kind of does the streaming thing. It's more for people boss's age. But yeah, yeah. I mean, so if you <laughs> if you're in an audience, though, if your audience is, is you well, know, if I could think faster, I'd have a comeback. <laughs> But if you go in, you have people coming who are 40 and up or, you know, that kind of demographic you were talking about, yeah. do they want digital downloads or are you finding that more of your, your audience wants the physical thing, the actual CD? I part? think quite a few actually or am I just bought touch? the CD. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I think you're uh, an anomaly actually for yeah. someone your age. Yeah. Um, but I, I think we, we sold quite a few CDs. I do know the number of digital downloads that we had Uh which was nowhere near as high as we expected, because I think we had we had three hundred digital download cards, okay, and gave nearly all of them out. I think outside of maybe a hundred, so maybe two fifty or so, um, and could really recoup a lot of those in about a month um, from a lot of people. And I know there were a lot that were left there, and it wasn't on purpose. But you're at a bar and you're watching someone, you want to buy that CD yeah. when you're especially there because you know that that's more money going to the band. So in an album setting or a, uh, a show setting, I think, especially for where we were with the family, yeah, the physical copies would sell more. But I think in a situation where if we're at a, at a festival or at a place where people don't really know us, sure. I think digital download would do a lot more. Because sometimes people, like you said, are either really into the physical or not at all. Yeah. It's such a strange... Yeah, there's no, there's no, there's no definitive sure. format anymore. Yeah, I'm not sure how much I'd agree with you on that. Only because that's why you're I the boss. Hanging out at the uh, at the merch tent at yeah. the Moose and Fiddle, it was amazing to me how many young people were looking for CDs yeah. from the artists, and uh, they liked the liner notes. They like, re- I mean, of course you can read that stuff online. It's not the same though. All that. There's something about it. I think that um, people still enjoy having that physical copy. Yeah. Um, he from, disagrees with me because he's ten years older, so we have a different <laughs> viewpoint on this. No, I'm just, I'm actually not sure because it's strange. Some people that uh, I I asked, I was shocked. You want a digital download? Yeah. And then others were like, "You want a CD?" Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know? So it was really kind of kind of strange. Um, I think the music buff tends to like physical things. I think yeah. so. Yeah, yeah. The collector types. Yeah, yeah. yeah. For um, sure. And you know that. It, it, explains why people still buy records and and, uh and there's and it explains why cassettes are coming back exactly yeah um and the thing that you mentioned before about all this technology technology is wonderful and terrible at the same time absolutely yeah um you can take a million more pictures 
and you can forget about a million more pictures that yep. are on your computer yep. because you don't have that physical copy to look for. And then when you want to find that picture, it's good luck possible, trying yeah. to find yeah. it. Well, and also with, with bands in general, I mean, you can have anyone and their dog can make a record in their basement and release it, which is fantastic. Yeah. But it also means that there's so much out there now. And it sifting... also means that anybody and their dog can make a record right, in their yeah. basement right, right. and release it. So finding the good stuff is it's, it's a challenge now. You have to actually dig around to yeah. find the real, you know, so it's, yeah. It's the same thing with film. I bet, yeah. The yeah. beauty is that anybody can make a film. Yeah. The terrible thing is that everybody can make a film. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I'll be honest with you, our album is on Spotify and iTunes and Google Play and all yeah. those other things. And it really only costs, I think, uh, 30 bucks to get it on there. It doesn't It doesn't require a lot of effort. Yes. It doesn't require a lot of money. Um, you don't have to get anything pressed or anything printed. No, or, yeah. you can put up any image file you want. As a test, I put one of our songs up, I think, a month before... The album came out just to see how long it would take and yeah, what yeah. the process is. Yeah. I uploaded it uh, on a Friday and it was up by the next Friday, uh, which is great. That's cool, yeah. Uh, especially if you have an online presence like Instagram or whatever, and you can direct people to, hey, you want to listen to our new song or what have yeah, you? Yeah, here it is right here. Yeah, 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 click it in the bio. There's so many bands that have yeah. that. But at the same time, it's it's so strange that it's that easy. Yeah, yeah. And it means this it dilutes the the quality, I think, of overall because there's so much stuff out there. But it also yeah. means people who otherwise couldn't release something now can. So that's that's good too. Exactly. It's hard, yeah. Yeah. It it makes you feel a little more legitimate. Yeah. When someone can pay eight bucks and download it on iTunes and have it on their phone, right? Yeah. yeah. There's a weird legitimacy to that. Uh, just as much, maybe not just as much as having a CD. Because a CD is a physical thing that people are always going to have and want to buy another one after they listen to our album so much it's going to get scratched. Yeah, uh, but there's some weird legitimacy about wanting to buy um, a, an album on iTunes. It yeah. makes you feel more important in some weird way. Well, I've never done it. I've never bought an album online. But, so yeah, but, but I, I can I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're just staring at. I don't me. think there's an answer. I don't think uh, there's a right answer to this at all. It's just interesting. It's comment. just, just want to make sure we are still talking about music, right? Oh yeah, yes, sure, it's yes, just yes. in my head somehow we've switched to discussing Viagra. But, I, <laughs> but that might just be in my. Head. Are you selling Viagra shows? <laughs> uh, well, I I certainly can. <laughs> if it'll move Boss more will product, get branded, yeah. <laughs> I th- yeah, I think he'll aim a little more to the I'll, left on that. You know what? I'll tell you what. That that's not a bad sponsor idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what color would the pill be? I'm a colorblind man, Andy, oh. and things like that just don't matter. Does it work <laughs> yeah. or does it? Is the song, can I dance to it? Can I tap my foot to it? That's all that matters. I, oh, there's a clarinet in there? Who gives a rat's ass? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know where to go from there. Not much either. <laughs> uh, if people are hearing about you for the first time here on this podcast, what's the best thing for them to do to find out more information about upcoming shows or where they can hear the record, where they can buy the record? Well, uh, as the social media guy, I can tell you we have a Facebook. Okay. Uh, it's facebook.com slash boss Logan, but no A in the Logan part. Yeah, I noticed that. And I, every time I kept reading it, I was thinking boss log in my head. I'm like, this band's not called it's boss not log. It's not boss no, log. Yeah. It's not Bob log the third no, either. No, no, um, no. Nobody needs to clap their tits on this one. Uh, it, it's everywhere. <laughs> well, you certainly could. If right. you want to, you could, yeah. <laughs> everywhere we are, it's boss Logan without an A because okay. somebody out there who has a really good looking cat called Logan, <laughs> stole the name from us everywhere. So, uh, you know I have a Boss Logan Twitter feed that doesn't that has the A in Well, it. that's the only one that I would have I just can't it. figure out how to use it. Okay, okay. I may have actually found that because I was looking up some stuff about the band, and I remember seeing it. It hadn't been used since 2015 or something. Is that... Well, we're back to Viagra. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Boss Logan on, uh, on Facebook, Instagram, 
Um, SoundCloud, Bandcamp, all the same without an A. Yep. Uh, we are on Spotify. We're on iTunes. We generally, uh, I post all of our um, shows on the Facebook first, and then do a print sc- or a screenshot, and yep. then put it on Instagram and everywhere else. Um, but I don't. We don't have any shows coming up soon. But I will be putting it on our Spotify because apparently you can do that on cool uh, and a couple other places. But all killer, no filler. That's you don't right. need Sid and Fell. You need Boss Logan. <laughs> You're damn right. Did I pronounce that right? I have no. There's idea. no A in Boss Logan. Remember I, that wasn't the word I was talking. Boss about. Logan. <laughs> Here, I'm going to send you a symbol. See if you can pronounce this. <laughs> He's showing me his pinky finger. <laughs> So the Facebook is the best. Uh, yeah, Facebook. <laughs> the best for that Facebook, yeah. Facebook yeah, yeah. or Instagram. Uh, I'm pretty act. Well, I say I because yeah. I do run them, but we are pretty active on both. Um, and you'll be able to get sort of information on all of our shows on both of those. And I hashtag the crap out of there. So even if you're looking <laughs> for points, if you let Ron Dugay know that you have spoken to Boss Logan, because Ron Dugay is a fan. He is. He is. He does like some of our pictures. I do really? hashtag him specifically. Has, I mean, Okay, I got He's go. seen the picture. He's seen nice, the picture. Nice. Yeah. He's well, I think we may have to take a photo of you guys. I can take a photo of every man I'm talking to with Ron Dugay. I don't want to tag him in it if he's if he's online anywhere. Right Especially now. because he's wearing one of our toques in that. Oh yeah, I didn't even notice that. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty cool. It's great yeah. advertising. Yeah, it is. It is. It he's is. gonna need to send us twenty bucks. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, so the the album itself. You mentioned it's on Spotify. It's yep. on all those things. Mm-hmm. Where can people get a physical copy if they want one? Or are there physical copies? There are, there's a box right over here of physical copies. We do have physical copies. If you uh, message the band on the Facebook, I'm sure we can arrange something. Okay. Yep. Uh, I have uh, some people have uh, been in contact with me that live in other countries, and cool. they're just sending their addresses and the um, correct amount of money yeah, into yeah. the uh, uh, into the uh, e transfer account, and then I send that <laughs> stuff out to them. Cool. Also, yeah. we Does can. Does that sound uh, yeah. media savvy? Yeah, that sounded really good. Great. You can take over the Facebook. Right. No thanks. <laughs> yeah. Also, we do uh, sometimes do deliveries if we really like you. So, yeah. you know, if you you're telling us you really want our album and you're telling us you want it for the right amount, I'll drive <laughs> it over there for One you. One of the benefits about being middle aged is that you've got responsibilities in all parts of town. Yes. I have a mother who lives in that I have to visit in Charleswood and father that it needs my truck in river heights and so on so on and so forth so we're always we've got the city covered so yep. we'll happily drop something off um we don't if, deliver a lot to transcona yeah. do they have roads now <laughs> i'm not sure i'll go to the next I high neighbor I festival i just got out. a photo of a cow outside the royal george hotel not present day, clearly, but the Royal, that was, <laughs> if you've ever it, been to it, the Royal George Hotel, it's yeah, just it wandered fantastic, in there. Stellar snow. It was outside, Floyd. <laughs> they don't let. They haven't let cows in bars in decades. Well, I haven't been to Transcona in a while, so I don't really know what's going on over there. I actually play some hockey up in Transcona, okay. and I, I love it quite a bit. Do you wear um, your cowboy hat when you're playing hockey? No. Okay. <laughs> No, they have these things called helmets. Just making Boy. sure. Just making sure. Didn't know if you let letting that hair fly. I'm going to make you wear a helmet on stage. <laughs> <laughs> it will be safe for me. I've had a lot of concussions. <laughs> and I guess shows is another good place to buy the physical stuff too, right? I mean, assuming you'll have merch and CDs and everything. Yes, yeah. we have t-shirts. We have coasters. We have shot glasses. We cool. have... Uh, uh, what else do we have back there? 
uh, a we whole bunch of toques. No trinkets. We've got stuff that you can use. We thought, <laughs> what can you have that's ridiculous and useful at the same time? Well, clearly, coasters are ridiculous and useful at the same time. True. And I might add, they're very good. They are pretty good, yeah. <laughs> actually I like them. I'm surprised because I, I didn't think it cost us a lot. So they, they are <laughs> But it'll cost good. them a lot if they want to buy one. Right, right. right. Yeah. <laughs> they are smashing. <laughs> the uh, shot glasses, I found myself looking for a, uh, a, a, a little tiny little nip of sortilege the other day, and I didn't have any shot glasses. <laughs> so we decided to order 400. Yep. <laughs> and again... Uh, who wouldn't want to order shot glasses with their picture on it? Right, so yeah, yeah, we yeah, decided yeah. to yeah. just do that. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, what else were we looking at? To, well, you're wearing a toque. Right oh, now, a toque, right of course. Uh, toques are, you know, you need toques in Winnipeg. Winnipeg. I yeah. have two children. Yeah. They lose four toques a day. Which, I also have two children. Same thing, yeah. 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 Well, <laughs> know you all about it, you're yeah. leaving here with a toque. As much as I love the 680 CJOB. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I would love a Boss Logan toque on that melon a little bit. <laughs> okay, so yeah, people should check out the merch, and I'm assuming, uh, you know, again, shows are the way to buy that or talk to you through Facebook yep, or Instagram. absolutely. And uh, yeah, if people want to hear more episodes of this show... Oh, you can... we also had beard cream. I forgot about that. Did you actually that. have beard cream? Yeah, we, we do. Did. I actually have it in my beard That's right fantastic, now. actually. Yeah. And, it's a, it, and it, it is really quite good. Yeah. I used some to do the little curl in the mustache. It, yeah. Before the well, uh, CD release. Is this like a special recipe beard cream that you guys uh, came up with? Or it is. It just... It's top secret. Yeah. But uh, it was. And, and it was, you know, we made it. Yeah, it's yeah. ours. It's our brand. It's our stuff. We That's can't tell cool. you exactly the amount of stuff that's <laughs> yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but the ingredients are on the back of the label. Right, right. So if someone wanted to figure it out, they could yeah, just kind of measure. <laughs> did that and... start sounding terrible? There's nothing bad in yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. It did yeah. sound a little questionable, but I felt like maybe no, not addressing no, it. No, it's nothing questionable yeah. at all. Okay, so if you, if you want to hear more episodes of the show, witchpolice.com, all 340-whatever episodes are there for free download and streaming. Uh, you can go back through the archive to 2012 if you want. I recommend not doing that and sticking with the more recent ones because the quality has improved uh, considerably. But uh, you can also <laughs> you can also tune in on uh, Sunday nights at midnight on 101.5 UMFM, and they play kind of older episodes of the show that just kind of give them a second boost. So it's right. December now. This might not air till the spring or maybe even into the summer. But by that point, you know, the album's out there. People can hear you guys talking and go right Absolutely. out and download it or buy it or whatever you want to do. So Fantastic. Yeah. Did and you just record that just now? Oh, yeah. Oh, it was that, it was smooth. It's so. part of the... Uh, I think he's, he might have done it a few times. Before. Maybe How many, 200 and something like times 340 before. sometimes, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So first time in the garage. And this That's is true. an intimidating yeah. place. First time with Ron Duguay yeah. looking at us. Yeah. Look at those hockey gloves. Yeah, yeah. You don't come in here expecting to win a fight. And that watermark <laughs> is what really gets me. <laughs> I, I know. <laughs> okay, right on. Well, thanks again, guys. This is uh, that's a podcast. We're, Thank we're you done. so much, Sam. Thank you very Thank much. Thank you. I'm on a two-bowl standing in the pouring rain and reflections of my youth staring back again. Lessons learned how to alleviate the pain. That's right. Train.
Another time.